Hello everyone, I'm Tim Wood, the host of The Natural You. When I started this podcast over eight months ago, I had a list of potential guests from different professions and worldviews that I wanted to get on the show. Well, after two seasons and 24 episodes, I've been thrilled with the quality and variation of the guests we've had. To remind us of all the amazing people and their insights, we're putting together a highlights package of guests over the next few weeks. Each highlight bite-sized episode will be about 15 to 20 minutes each, so much shorter than the usual 45-minute episodes. Before we dive in, I just want to acknowledge the support of a few people who've made this podcast such a success. First of all, my producer, Matthew, who has worked his magic on some occasionally sketchy sound quality and advised me on all issues tech. I could not have done this without you. Then to my wife, Janet, who encouraged me to make a go of it. And finally, to each and every one of the guests, a massive thank you for sharing your time and insights with us. Now for today's Highlights Reel. To kick us off, we have three chiropractic big hitters in Stu Bittman, Peter Amlinger, and Amy Burke. I find nature, not just water, but, but all of nature, sort of humbling. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel uh, certainly my day-to-day concerns uh, are diminished. Uh, it gives me a great perspective that there's something going on uh, that's much bigger than me. And, and that could, you know, potentially wipe me out in the, <laughs> in the snap of a finger. Uh, certainly around here, we get some intense weather that, you know, if it was just a little more intense, yeah, uh, could be quite interesting. Um, so that's humbling, very humbling to me. But also, it gives me the feeling that that same, or the knowing, that that same power and that same beauty and that same uh, incredible harmony and balance that I see in nature is also in me. Hopefully, I'm not jumping ahead too much here. But, but yeah, that's 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 why I feel connected because it's uh, I feel part of it. You recognize you recognize that you're you're part of it. It's sort of a, a I'm part of it and it's part of me feeling at the same time. So. I guess I guess you would have to call that a spiritual experience. Yes. No, I think that that kind of level of connection is really, um, and exploring that is really part of part of what uh, I'm hoping to achieve. Here is, is chatting to people who who feel some kind of connection and just exploring exploring that a bit more and uh, seeing different ways of experiencing and expressing that. I don't know. Whenever the world doesn't make sense to me, uh, nature calls because it always makes sense it's always it's it's a, such an amazing feeling to know that all these things are happening in spite of and around and through and outside of my again my petty concerns and my perspectives that tend to get very limited and narrow you know because it's all about me <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 we're all like that to some degree so to to get out of that nature is the best way for me to get out of that in a in a in a beautiful, yeah. productive, and empowering way. I would uh, I would like to think that most people of of faith, whatever it is, would would probably agree that uh, God is to be found in nature. Uh, you know, or easier easier to to find access to uh, in nature. So I, I don't think there'll be too many people arguing with that. Maybe on other things around that, but uh, I find that quite interesting because. Certainly, in in my upbringing, in the sort of more uh, Christian Judeo Christian upbringing, um, you know, we had a great reverence for nature, um, but it was always as the creation, um, and so we we should be looking at the creator rather than the creation, mm-hmm. and um, 
but I'm I'm become more interested in uh, in that kind of view where where man is at the top of the pyramid almost you know uh, I think the, the word is uh, in the Bible perhaps is dominion over animals and plants and and nature mm-hmm. and so there's this kind of dominion and dominance and I know you've you've touched on that before in one of your podcasts so mm-hmm. I wonder if you could just speak to that a bit. Yeah, I, I I have heard, and of course, who knows? But I, I think it was a, an unfortunate translation. Um, mm. Dominion mm. obviously does, and that's in Genesis. So you know, right right off the bat, after everything was created, it yeah. says we were given dominion over all things, and yet you know. So uh, what I've heard is it really meant domicile. Rather than dominion, like like uh, okay. like this was our home. This this is you know. So we would treat it as if we were stewards of a home, which means we you know we're part of it, mm. obviously, but we also have the responsibility to nurture it, to guard it, to maybe even improve on it, which is maybe an unfortunate idea because I'm not sure if we could do that. <laughs> but obviously dominion yeah. uh, in the sense of dominate has a whole different energy, and and that's kind of the one we ran with in a lot of ways in our in our culture and i guess the exploitation that can happen with that kind of dominance which tends to happen in dominant relationships you will tend to have you know dominant the dominant species or the dominant person would be often you know exploiting the the other person or the other resources in chiropractic there's a term uh, innate intelligence which we refer to in terms of the way the body knows what to do um and I like to think of that and talk about it as a as a non-brain intelligence. So plants react, change environment according to stimuli. Uh, an ant doesn't have a brain; it has a ganglion, but it certainly is alive and moving and, and intelligent. Mm. And uh, uh, so, um, if I said non-brain intelligence to you, um, what 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 words what things pop into your head? The first thing that popped into my head was thank God. good job god i'm sorry if i blasphemed on the dominion thing you did really well on this one i I, (laughs) yeah because you know and again not that we don't try but but we can take the same approach to the intricate balance and amazing intelligence of the body being you know in my mind the same intelligence that's running things out in nature nature's everywhere yeah, and so we need to we need to reawaken to the fact that you could be in the middle of New York City or the middle of any big cosmopolitan city, and you can still find nature. Yeah, you just have to you have to open. I'm not even going to say you have to look for it. You just have to open up your awareness, and it's there, right? Yeah, um, and you know, and and the first step to doing that is to realize that we are actually part of nature. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I remember very clearly sitting in my blind one morning, and I'm like, so I'm 25 feet up a big old maple tree, and uh, and sitting there and thinking about the food chain, right, which we've all been educated in, and and we've been, you know, falsely advised that we're at the top of the food chain. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you when you're walking in black dark before the the sun's up to your blind and you're not allowed to have your firearm or your bow out of a cover and you can't have a bolt in your bow and and uh and in canada we can't carry sidearms so we 
and where where we hunt we're hunting moose but there's bear there and there's there's wild cats and there's and there's you don't feel like you're top of the food chain no and <laughs> and and we give ourselves this false sense of security we carry machetes and i'm like <laughs> like maybe i can slip my throat before the bear eats me or something <laughs> make it eat. but you know but but then you get in your blind and you watch the world wake up and you become aware that you could be sitting there and a little tick could crawl up your leg and put a bite on you and that could that could cause a circumstance that would take you out right yeah so you become aware of the the like it's not a food chain it's called the cycle of life yeah and we're part of it and um you know and and each part of the cycle of life or the circle of life if you prefer is equally important it's a it's an equal playing field and 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 that is a native concept that looked at uh, you know, said that the great mystery lived in all things, and 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 even in, all, in things that appear inanimate to us, such as a rock, right? Yeah. And, and so, um, and so the natives believe that that we're all related, that we're all equal, and we're all here to support each other and mm. and guide each other on our walk, whether that that. Uh, guidance comes from a tree or a rock or an animal spirit it, it, but so we really need to start to embrace that and that's that's in line with our chiropractic principle that says a universal intelligence exists in all things yeah yeah gives matter its property and characteristics and thus maintains it in existence if you go on and and um that's that's the the major premise in chiropractic but if you read in Stevenson's textbook, and the article is Article 49. It's the first step of the universal complete cycle. And it defines universal intelligence as something that has existed always, is infinite in nature, is always has been and is very intelligent, mm. always works for the highest good. Uh, and um, and then it says having these qualities makes it God. So it then goes on to say um, that the intelligence is infinite. Our appreciation of it is limited, and we can only expand our awareness of it through experience. So we are set into these bodies to experience life mm-hmm. so we could increase our awareness of this principle, of this life force, of, of the great mystery. And then it goes on to say that innate intelligence is a subunit of universal, separate from, yet not separate from, uh, universal. And it, and every living thing has an innate intelligence whose mission is to maintain the organism in which it lives in a state of active organization, which speaks to adaptability. So at the end of the day, we are connected to all creation through this wonderful intelligence. And the mission of universal intelligence, this intelligent energy that animates the universe, is to maintain harmony and balance within the cosmos. And our innate intelligence mission is to then maintain harmony and balance within us with respect to our relationship with ourselves, but also to all creation. And so once you really start to uh, chew on that for a while and appreciate it. It it, it enhances your uh, level, your sense of connectedness to all creation. 
you know, anything that happens once is a coincidence. Uh, anything that happens every time I walk outside the door, it's, it's not a coincidence anymore. It's just how it is. And, um, sacred geometry shows itself to me just everywhere in nature. And I, I take it upon myself to take the time to notice it and celebrate it because I truly feel like it is my opportunity to notice the beauty around me and to appreciate then as somebody who works with one of nature's most incredible machines, which is the human body to then bring that into my work and observe how is nature speaking to me through this person in these patterns. And that's for me when it gets really fun, although I am pretty fun to go on a walk with. (laughs) Brilliant. So, so when you, when you're looking and you're, you're observing and you're celebrating, um, you're celebrating, you know, your human experience and your connection to the divine in essence. So you're just looking for those little cues and, and in that, in these perfect proportions, you you feel those perfect proportions can only be divine, and that's that's a spiritual experience for you. It is it is a way of acknowledging um, the yes the the incredible design that surrounds us, and whether we want to be calling it the divine or the intelligence or universal consciousness in physical manifest form. To me, the name is truly irrelevant, um, but that it exists Mm -hmm. and that it is, it to me is like saying, check me out. Look how beautiful I am. And then I turn around I'm like, wow. And you too. And you too. And it's everywhere. And I think it was Einstein. Well, it was Hallmark Einstein, whether he actually said it or not, I I cannot say, (laughs) but who said, you have two choices. You can either live your life as though nothing is a miracle or as though everything is a miracle. And so when I see these patterns around me, just in truly in my daily life, I don't have to look very hard. Um, I'm like, wow, it's, it, we are so interconnected with this magnificent construction that is a universal intelligence or an innate intelligence or a universal consciousness that to me, it's just a reminder of in some ways of the beauty of the design. And in some ways, my position within that and my small part of acknowledging the connection and the beauty and the expression of that consistent Mm. intelligence Brilliant, and I, so and I also think if you were just a purely rational being, and you know perhaps a mathematician, without just everything's kind of factual and and down to some kind of numbers, you would the 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 sequences and the ratios would be just so beautiful, you know, even even in their perfection and their and you know, I think that that could be just looking at nature, even without any kind of attributing any kind of uh, divine or spiritual element, could just be just so kind of humbling in terms of how, how that's so evident and, and so um, everywhere through, through nature. Um, and like you say, in architecture too, and how we've borrowed from that. Yes. We, it, it makes sense that we've taken the best parts of nature and tried to recreate them in our own human methods and modes. Um, 
when you talk about the mathematicians, it reminds me when I first started studying with Sue Brown, who was my mentor and from whom I learned the chiropractic work that I do, she introduced me to the thoughts of so many of our current brilliant scientists. So I don't think it's just um, a construction of the TV show, The Big Bang Theory, that in our social consciousness, our group consciousness, we find we give particular credence to those who are like doing quantum physics. We, we understand that they are kind of ahead of the game in terms of understanding how things work. And there were so many people in the field of quantum physics who were talking about the patterning and this universal consciousness and this presence that was clearly a design that was non-coincidental. And she's, and, and it brought this awareness of, you know, there's, there's been for a long time, a misunderstanding that to be scientific is one thing and to be spiritual is another and that they don't cross whatsoever. And what she was bringing into my awareness, which made perfect sense is the people who are really out there dabbling in how does the cosmos work? How does the universe work? How does the body work that we can't really get very far into those studies without appreciating this idea of there being an organizing consciousness that is outside of our human ability to understand or conceive. Thanks for listening. If you want to listen to the full episodes, I've left links to all three original soundtracks in the show notes. I really want to improve the podcast, so if you have some feedback, please share it with me. Or if you have guests who you want to hear, or better yet, a personal contact who you think would be a great fit, please let me know. Contact me through the links in the show notes. Until next time.